excited to get some sound treatment in here next week. Yeah, that's big time. Mm-hmm. That's really that's big time. Be major. Yeah, it's a hard thing to fake. You can like YouTube like how to make treatment. There's just like some principles that you can go with, but having somebody who's like, well, I know how to treat this exact specific room based on like the room itself. That's going to be better than. It's probably similar to um, like lighting and photography. There's some tricks and some ways to kind of fake it, but at the end of the day, great lighting's great lighting. And yeah, you, like, you just, you can't. <laughs> it's not going to compare no. somebody who knows how to do it and no. knows how to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, audio is firm physics. Like, it is very much, exactly. it is very much physics. Yeah, it, that's all it is, is physics. Mm-hmm. It's just waves through the air, man. Yeah, you got to do something with them. Yeah, I got to learn all about that in my physics class that I had to retake. In college, mm-hmm. um, you, you take your... you take physics one and then physics two. Physics one's like velocity, acceleration, all that jazz. Be like a little fun. Physics two, so you start to get into light and magnets and sound and all of that completely ridiculous physical stuff that you can't see, yet it still governs the world around us. Did you enjoy that class more than circuits? Well, circuits is an expansion of physics too. <laughs> so, <laughs> because all circuits is is the um, the flow of electricity through like the like the pathway of electricity through a given circuit. True. Um, so that's all it is. Like circuits is just math. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's it. it it's this just weird version of math about how quickly something can flow through a given circuit i feel like when you talk have mentioned like your circuits experience it makes me think of there's a scene in parks and recreation where andy dwyer is trying to pick a college class to take and he's like i don't know i think i really want to take lasers yeah and then you see him like leave and he's like that's not what i thought it was going to be and to me like (laughs) it's it's kind of the real life version of that where it's like circuit sounds cool dude it sounds like like you, you, you show up at a laboratory and they have some different light bulbs laying yeah, out and some like, batteries and you get like a switch and you're in there soldering. Like, yeah, I'm going to make this light bulb turn on. Throw the switch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not no. even not, not even close to that. Yeah. Um, lasers does sound. So I was at MIT two weeks ago when I was in Boston for the race. Three weeks ago. Seven weeks. I don't know what it was. Casual Flex, MIT. Well, I I was a visitor. You were there. <laughs> you weren't a guest speaker. But my friend, he's getting two master's degrees from there right oh, now. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is totally a flex. Well, not not just one. He's like, you know what? I'm going to need two of these while no, I'm here. Well, he was going to get one, and he's there. And he's like, well, might as well go get a second one while I'm here. I mean, be, of course. You got like, plenty why, of time. Why not? <laughs> so the cool thing is if you're with someone that goes there, you can just wander the whole campus and all the laboratories whenever you want. So we're just wandering through all the buildings and all of these rooms have caution, live lasers, (laughs) like (laughs) warning labels like that on all the doors. You're just like, yeah, I guess this is MIT. You're like, like, uh, yeah, I kind of want to go in there. (laughs) Like, no, it's dangerous. No, 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 I get it. Absolutely. It says live lasers. I kind of want to be there. Yeah. And we, we walk to the next room and it's this massive machine and, and he's like, you see that little scribble on it? I'm like, yeah, I, I see that. What what is that? He's like, that's President Obama's signature. I'm like, why why is it why is that there? I don't know, but it's there. It's just there. I'm like, 
Sure. Yeah, that I, checks out. That's like the academic version of like, you know, a restaurant that has like a famous person visit and they leave a headshot and like sign it. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but except for academia. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, we just signed it because he was here. Dude, like, it, was, right. it was so weird. <laughs> or are we going to the classroom where they teach astronauts? I mean, these these people, they're they're astronauts. They're, they're not rocket scientists. They're they're astronauts. <laughs> and all that you can tell that it's a that the only thing that gives it away that it's this astronaut classroom is like the stock photo of the space shuttle on the back wall. Like, oh, this is astronaut class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like this normal classroom, normal desks. And then the stock photo of a space shuttle, like, you know, two by three on yeah. the back wall. <laughs> and that's where they teach astronauts. <laughs> I feel like it is kind of strange, though, because even though it is like a stock photo or whatever, it's still like part of the same uh, like organization that they're going to be a part of if they're taking astronaut class, right? Yeah. Like, well, maybe let me back up. If you're taking astronaut class at MIT, you've like you're most likely going to go to space at that point, or are you still yeah, I think low on the totem prob- pole? You're probably already an astronaut at that point. Okay. Yeah. So I think you go there to study astrophysics. I don't know, jet engines, fun stuff. Sounds cool. Yeah. How to eat. Uh, freeze-dried ice cream i don't know if that's part of astronaut but that would be sweet do they still drink tang in space is that a thing i hope so if you haven't had astronaut ice cream to our whole company right now you have not had astronaut ice cream do yourself a favor get some astronaut ice cream asap go down to your local museum into the gift shop yes get yourself some astronaut ice cream yeah but you can you can buy it on the internet yeah you can because we live in 2022 it's true so talk about scientific discovery you can get astronaut ice cream delivered to your house probably by this afternoon if you order right now oh yeah like it like it says order by two order by two o'clock you're gonna get it by five yeah okay so cool yeah we've been to the moon and space stuff but that that is real progress (laughs) that's something we should be celebrating yeah dude yes (laughs) and also eating astronaut ice cream is basically like eating flavored chalk yeah it is so dry In, I have not had uh, astronaut ice cream for a very long time. In my brain, it's like almost the same um, like consistency as like Lucky Charms marshmallows almost. Like they're just like so dry. Not that I've had Lucky Charms marshmallows recently mm. either, but like real dry, kind of crunchy, but it just sort of falls apart. Dude, Lucky Charms. I haven't had Lucky Charms since I was like seven. Do you think they, do they sell just the marshmallows? I bet you can buy it online. Mm. I bet you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah, you can buy food on Amazon, can you? Mm-hmm. Really? I bought spices before. Mm. Just like, I want the uh, kitchen-sized version. You know, it's like I, I want something this big of seasoning. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a gallon of Old Bay. <laughs> Shoot. I, I remember when I was a kid, I, we were like at Costco or whatever, and it was like, you can buy a gallon of hot sauce. Yeah. I just remember being like horrified. Dude, I was like, what do you time, do with this? Well, last time I was in Costco, you could buy a five-gallon bucket of barbecue sauce. Like, <laughs> just like, Oh my God, five gallons of barbecue sauce. My assumption is that's like for a small business owner, but yeah. maybe you're just like really into barbecue sauce. Yeah. Or have you been to a restaurant supply store? Oh, those are the best. I love it's, a cash and carry. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I've I've always looked for a five gallon bucket of mayonnaise. You can get one. Here it is. Uh, well, there used to be one in Nashville like that you didn't have to have like a um, restaurant business ID or whatever, because mm-hmm. there are some you have to. And so we would go and buy like an entire tenderloin that was like 
the length of the cow and you just like bring it home and like cut it up and like look we've got beef for the next four months that's like the restaurant depot is not a bad deal yeah anyway dirt talk am i right um internal podcast (laughs) internal podcast yeah Yeah. that's how that's how i know this is going really great is because we i didn't remember which podcast we were doing until we got here so even we're warming up. Yeah, we're warming up. Even though it's not um, super valuable from a business context, I feel like we are giving people helpful consumer information. Sure. Like maybe Chell was sitting here listening right now. I was like, you know what? I have been looking for five gallons of barbecue sauce, <laughs> but I had no idea where to get it. Now I do. Now you know. Chell, that's for you. You're friend. welcome. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on right now. We... Really? Um, we have a training app that's ever heard of it. Build it training. It's it's on the app store officially as of today. It's pretty exciting, man. That's like a huge step. It's a huge step. Does that yeah. something like that for you as the founder of the company? Does an event like that feel huge to you, or is that just like another thing happening because there's so many things happening all the time? Um. So I am guilty of never patting myself on the back for anything. Nothing's ever good enough. Um. But I've I've been trying to get better. Sure. Slow down, smell the roses, pat myself on the back. Not that I had a whole lot to contribute to this actually happening, but I think it's something worth celebrating. And I sent a note to the team this weekend um, because we're growing and there's multiple businesses and there's multiple teams within businesses and we're we're only going one direction here. Yeah. And the guy I met with last week, he's like, yeah, every day you wake up, you're leading the biggest business you've ever run. Right. And huh. I, I said it, that was the first time I've heard of that. I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, that's totally it. Uh-huh. It's in theory just going in one direction. Um, and, and as it goes in one direction, we're going to get into our lanes and into our silos and into our teams and into our subcultures and into our own specific goals, so on and so forth, and potentially run the risk of losing the sight of that bigger strategic picture and how we contribute to that bigger strategic picture. Um, and it's just important to remember that every time the team wins, every time there's a win somewhere within the team, whether it's not whether it's within your team or another team within BuildWit, if BuildWit's winning, you're winning. Everybody, yeah. everybody wins here. <laughs> so um, software, a lot of people had a hand in making that a reality, a, a, a majority of our business right now. Yeah. But some people might not have really had very much to do with it. I honestly, I did not have very much to do with it, actually creating it. That said, it's a hell of a victory for me and anybody else that had nothing to do with it because I work at BuildWit, everybody here works at BuildWit, and it's something to celebrate as a business. And not just software, but within services, within the marketing team, within any team within our business, a win is a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to keep thinking like that because that's, that's how we're going to grow and make the dirt world a better place is if we keep together as a team and and focus as a team and try to use our team resources to help help out the other teams and focus on that more strategic picture rather than just what we have to do day to day. That's important, but we also have to remember there's a bigger goal here. We're here to make the dirt world a better place. Mm-hmm. We're not here to do any one individual thing. All of that just contributes to that that bigger picture. You talking about, you know, a victory, a huge win happening for like another department or even another business within the the broader buildwit umbrella it's also making me think about how like a couple months ago you know there was um a couple we were talking about how you know services like 
had turned a profit for the first time. And there was like some of that. Yeah. And like, I remember to me, that was like really exciting. Like, I'm not even working with partners anymore, but it's still like that. That's like a huge freaking deal mm-hmm. that like serves the whole company. Yeah. And so I, th- I think you're right. Like there are going to be some victories that maybe don't feel like every single person in the company did a very direct thing that helped this come across the finish line. And like, maybe there are some, maybe, maybe the software is going to sort of feel like that just because there's so many people working on it. Mm -hmm. But still, I think it's really, really important, really, really valuable for us all to celebrate all of those huge things anyway, because like you said, the, the point of our company is not to put out a great software product. No. And, and the whole company, we don't always know what the hell we're doing. That's, that's obvious, but We also, there is a strategic play here. We're not just doing software. We need the the marketing business. We need the whole services business. We need people. We need, um, we need every, every part of our business, you know, media. And I, I could go on and on. We need all of that to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's role and every team within BuildWit is critical to the overall success of the business. And if one of those goes away, we all have the potential of failure. And that's another point is even if your team is doing great, even if you're killing it, but there's others around you that are struggling, there's other teams that aren't winning like you are, that means you're failing. That means the build what's failing. Um, so it's it's just a sobering reminder. And this was some one of the things I learned with Chad Wright and the thing I did in North Carolina was, okay, great. You can be a strong hiker and you can know what the hell you're doing out in the woods but you're still with seven other human beings and all eight of us need to get out of the woods together as a team. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how capable you are as an individual. If someone else is struggling, you need to do everything you can to help them and make sure they get out of the woods as they should, or else the whole team fails. It was a really good reminder of that, of that concept. So it's just stuff we need to think about as we grow, you know? Mm -hmm. For you as a business leader, and as we continue to grow, I think this probably becomes more and more um, likely to happen. We're going to have teams that, you know, some are going to just like crush all of their uh, goals for a quarter or for a year and just outstrip everything that was like set in front of them. But there's also going to be teams that like struggle in a quarter or struggle for a month and Maybe that's not super clear why that's happening for you as a business leader. Like when that becomes um, a reality at some point, do you see that like problem or that situation and say, okay, they need more resources or we need to kind of dig into, you know, is the team not quite right? Or is the, how the leadership is, is running that team not quite right? Like how do you approach something like that? Like as a leader? Yeah, it's, you know, what are they missing and how can we support from the top? And sometimes too, um, maybe they're, they're not missing anything. You know, if, if it's, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to experience, you know, pleasure, there has to be pain. So you have some kind of something to compare it against. And I think business is not just indefinitely up. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It's like life. It's not just indefinitely up. It, it, it goes up and down. So sometimes, um, Sometimes there is a problem that needs to be fixed. And a lot of times, you know, that's what we're doing right now because we're learning so fast yeah. and changing so quickly. Other times, too, it's just you need to give it a little bit more time and just let it work out. 
And I think as a leader, you need to discern between those two things. And I'm not always that great at discerning. I'm obviously I default to, well, there has to be a problem. So let's go fix it. Like if, if something is not infinitely headed towards the moon, you're like, well, something must have messed up now. Now I have to deal with that. Yeah. It's not like that all the time. Yeah. And or like, for example, um, the sales goals for uh, software mm-hmm. pre-sales, we were way off Yeah, from a revenue standpoint. I mean, just fucking like it was a miss to say the least yeah. we didn't miss from a customer standpoint we by far overachieved on the total customers that we were going to sell mm-hmm. but we way overestimated how many users each customer would have and what our revenue per customer would be we thought they'd be signing up their whole company and that's just not the case and that became very apparent like apparent from the beginning but we are locked into this massive goal that we knew we probably weren't going to miss, you know, we weren't going to make. Yeah, then you, um, then it was going to be a volume game. It's like, okay, well, we need to get way, 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 way more customers in order to meet this user goal, which then becomes like way harder. Yeah, to meet. Yeah. So the sale, like sales team, marketing team, they did phenomenally well. They they signed up more companies than we thought, and that's the hard part. Yeah. And now we can add users. The land and expand type model mm-hmm. is as they've in theory use the product, like the product, they start to add more users, we get more revenue per company per month over time. So, um, you know, we could just go panic and we need to go, you know, redo everything. And we tried some things to help um, make up for that gap. But at the end of the day, too, we can only do so much. It, we just, we, uh, we, we overestimated from the beginning. We set yeah. ourselves up from failure from day one. And just due to our um, over exuberance and our lack of experience doing exactly what we're doing because no one has done exactly what we're doing right mm-hmm. now. Um, so, okay, great. We can, we can do as much as we can as leaders and within our teams, but let's not kill ourselves. Let's do as much as we can. They've done as much as we can do. Yeah. Now the goals from launch on are much more achievable, what we think. So we've, we've learned our lesson. Well, and we have data to actually make the next goal from. Not exactly. Just like, I yeah. bet this is a good goal to have. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a good example of, hey, let's, there are probably some problems here that we can fix, but a lot of it too is we can do our best, but we just need to give it time. Let's get through it. And then once we get to a point of launch, let's use this information to go forward in a much better better way mm-hmm. i think that makes sense so and, and that's oftentimes the case too as as just in leader or, or any kind of situation usually it's a combination of a bunch of different th- there's no 100 percent right answer 100 mm-hmm. percent right answer doesn't exist unless it's you know do you kill that guy okay probably don't kill that guy um but there's very few situations and within a business there's no situations in which it's just a 100 percent right answer mm-hmm well, there is, I think there's definitely a part of this that's kind of like let the cake bake. Mm-hmm. You, you've used that phrase in a number of scenarios where, you know, it's the 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 end goal is we're going to still get there, but it's going to be squarely finding out, you know, the, our most efficient way yeah. to, to continue that growth. Well, yeah. And and like I said, we, we got far more customers than we were anticipating. So that is going to become far more revenue down the road. But up front, yeah, it's a miss day one. But we're in it for the long game as well. Let's not keep making the same mistakes. Let's make our goals a little bit more achievable so that we can gain momentum and we can win along the way. Um, but let's let's look at that big picture. I think that is an interesting pattern talking about 
getting way more customers than we expected, but obviously having a lot less users. Because it's not like they all talked to each other. I mean, maybe a couple knew each other, but for the most part, they all independently came to the same place of, we want to try this out with a small group of people who we know are going to use it mm-hmm. within our team. Yeah. And so for us, like, how are we going to know that? We didn't, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have known that everybody would have that same approach. Like it is cautious, but it's also like they see the value and they want to see how it like bears out on their team. Yeah. And so I think that there is something exciting. Like you said, that the land and expand, like the more companies that are into this, the better it is long-term anyway, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We have, we have, Historically, we have a bad habit of overestimating and being a little overly optimistic, which has arguably been a good thing because it's pushed us to do things we wouldn't typically do. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it can also, I've seen, it can also demoralize the team and the people doing the work day to day. Um, So it's a balance of let's be optimistic, let's push, let's do things we didn't think were previously achievable. But also let's achieve and win along the way or else it just sucks. Well, yeah, if you set up a a standard that's not realistic and not compared to anything, well, then when I see that standard and I'm trying to live up to that expectation, well, that expectation is not really realistic. We didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And so I I think long term, I think like that approach makes a lot more sense, kind of being able to balance, you know, let's, let's shoot for the moon. Let's, you know, try to achieve something we didn't think was possible while still being like, I don't want you guys to feel like shit no matter how well you did. Yeah. Like that. We don't want that either. Yeah. And we've been there. We've yeah. definitely been there. I think we've gotten a little bit better, um, but there's still a lot of room for improvement mm-hmm. in that regard. I've got a question I think kind of follows up on this. Mm-hmm. We don't need to dive into the details, but I, I am curious in this second round of um, fundraising. What are some things you've learned that like maybe you didn't expect after having done the first round? The biggest lesson through this one is just our stories become a lot more clear and we're we're on the money. Mm-hmm. We're we are barking up the right tree right now. I mean, we are we are on it. Every single smart person I've met with, they're just like, yeah. And that's not that that's I'm not trying to seek validation, but it also is a good thing to know that we are building a business centered around the biggest pain point and the business is actually starting to become equipped to deal with that pain point. So we've always been focused around workforce development vaguely, but you know we didn't quite know how we were going to make the dirt world a better place. And now we know we are going to bring the dirt world together, create a community, create a movement, create, bring everybody on the same team for the first time ever. It's just not a thing. It, it's never it's never been a reality. It needs to become a reality, or else we're going to have the same problem. We're we're going to have you know long term. And then we're going to give them, once they're on the same team, we're going to give them the tools they need to go attract the next generation, to go recruit the next generation, to go retain the next generation. That's it. And so you can see how our business, which, you know, whether you're media, you're going out, let's go out, uh, uh, make sure the people in the industry are inspired and let's go uh, out and make sure people outside the industry are inspired. Services, let's go help businesses operate more effectively. So that, okay, great, we can attract all these people to their business, but if their business sucks, what's that going to do? Mm-hmm. They need to operate more effectively. They need to be smarter. They need to be more intelligent about how they go out and acquire those people in the first place. That's where services comes in. Software, digital platform, social, to bring everybody together 
educate, train, recruit for companies. We're starting with training. That's the lowest hanging fruit, but we'll eventually get into recruiting and communication, all kinds of things. But we're building a business to make the dirt world a better place. How do we make the dirt world a better place? Alleviate the people problem. How do we do that? We bring everybody together, one team, and we give them the tools they need to actually go make a difference. So, because right now everybody's just run around in their own world trying to solve it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. That's not right. It's not a lack of desire to do something about this problem. Everybody wants it to go away. They just don't have the tools. And even if they have the tools, they just don't have the community they need. Great. You're one contractor. Okay. But if all the other contractors you bid against suck and are still driving the market down, or are still poaching people, or are still screwing uh, general contractors, or you know, you know, engaging in lawsuits or whatever it is. You're still subject to that that downward spiral. Yeah. So to to succeed, you need everybody better off. It's much bigger than than just your business. Like I met with a cat dealer last week. They're in a really good spot from a recruiting standpoint. Unbelievable. They're killing it. But what I talked to him about, and, and Jonathan's well aware of this, and, and they're not, it's not that they're not aware of this, but this is where they need to go from an actual action standpoint, is that, okay, great, you guys are good, but your customers are not at all. And if your customers can't figure this out, you guys are worthless as a business. That's, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. If your customers can't put people in machines, then what is a machine? And that's not an option. Mm -mm. So... We all, as an industry, need to come together, start thinking like a team, and then actually attack this problem in a cohesive manner. Build it. There you go. Right there. That's it. That's our business. Puts us right in the middle. But we're the guide. We're, we're not the dirt world. So we're here to get everybody on the same page, leverage our neutral position in the industry to gather everybody because we don't have any ul ulterior motives or we're not competing with so on and so forth or we're not an association that has to meet in committee for the next three years to figure out what our next move is. We have all that. And then, hey guys, here's the tools. Here's how to go out and use them. Go out and use them. Go out and do that. You guys go make the dirt world a better place because we're not the ones doing it. We're not the dirt world. Mm -hmm. And then there you go. In theory, we go make the whole industry better. There's a viable pathway there. It's so clear to me now. So clear. It is interesting that like that that clarity is coming from you kind of repeating, you know, the BuildWit story more and more. It's like, oh, here's here's the the point of like, you know, what we've been working on, even though maybe it wasn't as clear to me when we started working on it. Mm -hmm. That just the more you drill in on that, obviously from like a presentation and conversation standpoint, which you are having tons of conversations, yeah, about this. But like there, I think that's like a really cool place to be where you're you already know kind of what we're working towards at BuildWit, obviously, but the more you're speaking to other people in the industry, you're like, okay, this, this part of like the mission actually makes even more sense. Or actually I understand, you know, this part of make the dirt, what a better place even more now that, you know, I'm having more of these conversations with um, contracts or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, that's a pretty cool, like side benefit, I guess, of like this investment thing. I mean, would you, would you say that? I mean, it's really been the kind of the core purpose of it is, uh, yeah, sure, go get capital, but also 
figure out how to refine the the focus. And this is what we're doing on our series seed round too. Yeah. I mean, our ask Jonathan. It our plan changed like four times through. Well, from the beginning of from the first conversation to the last conversation, mm-hmm. and that's because we were being challenged by intelligent people and thinking through, you know, how best to approach this. And oh wow, that doesn't work. So throw that out and bring this new idea in there. It just it was just changing, 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 changing. And it was it wasn't going left and then going right and then doing a U turn and pulling into this parking lot and then going on the high. Like it wasn't like that. It was just getting more and more focused on how do we make the dirt world a better place? How do we make mm-hmm. the dirt world a better place? How do we build a business to do that? So yeah, we're constantly changing, but we're only getting more and more focused on how we actually pull what we've set off to achieve off. So that's it. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking about that. I, you know, we've, we've spoken many times. The, the details of the fundraising thing isn't really that valuable to everybody, but I, to me, I think it's, both fascinating, but also I think really helpful for me to hear like, what are you learning in that process? Because like you're having to go have these conversations and then bring like the experience of that back and be like, okay, here's how we can better refine, you know, this thing we're thinking about or we had this idea, but it's pretty raw, but now we know what it, what the point of it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, to me, I think that's really valuable and really helpful. So I, I appreciate you digging in on that a little bit. It's been, it's just been a, a great process overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a great education on, on speaking, on being clear and concise and t- selling a story to someone. It's been a great education in um, the importance of meeting in person. I have not had a single investment meeting over the phone. All in person. It has to be in person. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking insane to think I could do it over Zoom. It's just, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to be smart about, hey, could this be a conversation over the phone or on the computer? or do I need to fly across the country to have this 45-minute discussion in person? Because I'm telling you, the power of that, just don't, don't underestimate the power of sitting down with somebody. Being in the room. And being in the room and just looking at them in the eye. So that's, that's been um, critical. The, the whole concept of, you know, I've been able to step away from the business technically for two months now and go do this. But the business is going just fine, mm-hmm. and that's because I've, you know, leaned on on others to to help me, and I've built a support system that's designed for hey, if I'm removed from things, things still work. Um, and so that's that's been a big help and big lesson is wow, that's super important. Yeah. I need to continue to do that because if I need to step away and focus on the big picture, I can for a while, while day to day the business is still good to go. Um. It's still, I'm, it, it's a struggle to talk about right now because I'm still so much in it. Yeah. Had I, I there's not much time for reflection. Yeah. There's been no reflection because it's still, the weight is almost fucking crushing. Sure. I mean, it is, it is like a from lot. the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, you can almost physically feel just the burden and it is heavy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only seems to get heavier, so I'm ready for that to be done. And then once that's done, we can get back to the fun part. And that's yeah. building the business, that's investing, that's hiring new people, that's trying out new things, that's that's succeeding, that's failing, that's 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 growing our movement, that's doing everything we need to do, solve the people problem, make the dirt world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, but until it's done, it's yeah, it's gonna be hard to reflect upon. 
does it feel like this is a time where it's hard to look past it at all? What do you mean? Um, the investment process, this Series A, does it feel like because I'm so focused on like this process that you have you're struggling to see? Okay, well after after this happens, then here's kind of the next thing that happens after you know we get this money, or is it like I, um, I can't really look past this because yeah, for me there's no point to look past it. You you have to be to to go out and do something incredible. You have to be focused in it. <laughs> yeah, there's all these fallacies about. Oh, you have to be, you have to do this, you know, be, oh, be balanced and, oh, don't work so hard. And it's all bullshit. It's all complete, total bullshit. To do incredible things, you have to be willing to do incredible things. <laughs> it's just, you, you can't do it. Um, you can't do it half-assing it, man. Like this weekend, I was supposed to be running the Grand Canyon with Benjamin and Chemo and, mm -hmm. and two other great guys. I had to back out a few weeks ago because... This week is the biggest week of, of investment so far. I couldn't physically, and I was just at a physical mental place where, okay, good. I could go try run 50 miles in the Grand Canyon, do 12,000 feet of elevation gain and loss in an 18 hour period, 20 hour period. I can go do that. Great. But I'm going to be fucking broken on Monday. I can't be broken on Monday. <laughs> I have to perform this week, man. So easy decision. I was bummed out to miss it, but- yeah. That was easy. That was so easy to make that that decision. And the whole weekend, I'm like, thank God I didn't go because the whole weekend I was able to just collect my thoughts, figure things out, digest information, come up with a game plan for this week. I, I came to a, a pretty big realization on Friday, ran it past the board. We've adjusted a little bit on our on our raise to, in, in, in a kind of a bigger sense. So, um, but that's something you have to give up. You know, you, I, I want to go do this, but no, you, you have to go focus on this. And that's yeah. all that matters right now. Well, I can tell you this with all certainty that the Grand Canyon will still be there. Yeah. If you ever want to run it later. It'll be even deeper. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be even more grand. That's the thing. <laughs> it's only getting deeper. <laughs> um, well, I've got another question, but I think we're, we're good. I, we, we hit a lot of things. Um, so I appreciate you expanding on s some pretty important and like, you know, Things that, like you said, c can be heavy, like are, can be like, take a mental toll, I should say. Yeah. And, and this isn't, um, this isn't me complaining in the no, slightest. No, no, no. This is my yeah. job. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Game. It's, yeah. that's your job where yeah. I have my job. Yeah. This yeah. is my job. So I'm just trying to give people a little bit more insight because my job impacts everybody else's job mm -hmm. for better or for worse. Um, yeah. We're stuck. <laughs> it's stuck. <laughs> still, still an adjustment for me. Yeah. Um, and hopefully for your new people, it's, this is, I hope, hopefully, you know, by now, this is, um, off the cuff. This is very ref unrefined thinking. Um, none of what I'm saying right now is thought out. We haven't discussed anything we were going to talk about before this. Yeah. So this is all real time and take all of that, sprinkle some salt all over what I'm saying and, uh, go on with your, go on with your life. Yeah. Well, I want to say thanks to. Uh, the team who continues to listen to this podcast, who continues to send in questions, keep them coming. Looking right at you at the camera. Mm -hmm. And um, if you have any feedback, like please also send that my way. Like it, I want to make you know this as valuable to our team as possible. I know that that's what you want for this. And so I, I think the more that like we all engage with that, I think the better we can you know make this internal podcast for our crew. Definitely. 
I'm super on board with that. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Oh, that's an internal podcast, my friend. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening today, everybody. If you do have some feedback, send it over to alexabilda.com. He would love to hear from you. I would love it. Like That's probably the best part of your day. Mm-hmm. It is. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the next one. Stay dirty. Stay dirty.